Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Millennial Love, the independent lifestyle desk's weekly podcast on love, dating and relationships. Hosted by me, Rachel Hosey, assistant lifestyle editor. And me, Olivia Petter, lifestyle writer. Dating today is a world away from what it was even just 10 years ago. Thanks to dating apps, millennials are finding it harder to meet people than ever before. And even when we do, who's to say we won't be ghosted, breadcrumbed or zombied? So that's why we decided to launch Millennial Love as two long-time singletons in their 20s, talking candidly about all of the things everyone is doing, but not always willing to admit. Yes, and today, everybody, it is our season one finale. Yeah! It's a momentous occasion. Yes, we have done over a year of Millennial Love. Over a Love. year. 54 episodes. I mean, how have we only just got to the end of season one, quite frankly? I know. <laughs> it's a very long season. It's, it's a long season. But 54 episodes of talking about boys, dating, mm-hmm. sex, yep. love, lack thereof. Yeah, <laughs> quite. <laughs> Dry spell. Yes. Ready ready for a wet spell. <laughs> um, yes, we have very much enjoyed the past year. We've had some wonderful guests. Uh, more on that later. And just, I guess, wanted to say thank you, everyone, for listening for the past 12 months or so. Absolutely. And we're just going to be taking a short break. Yes. Essentially. So keep your eyes peeled, but we will be back. Yes, keep your eyes peeled on our social media platforms. We will give you the info on those at the end of the episode, as usual. Yes, that's a little teaser to make you listen to the end. (laughs) Yes. I bet you feel enticed now. (laughs) Okay. Fantastic. Okay, should we do our dating debrief, Libby? Yes. So I have actually been away for the last uh, week and a half, it feels like. Bloody ages. Yeah, it's been a long time. I went to Ireland for a weekend um, for a friend's birthday, which was very fun. Um, There were some Irish boys there and... (laughs) <laughs> they they were a lot of fun. One Irish of, boys are very friendly. Irish boys they? are very friendly. They drink a lot. <laughs> they drink mm. a lot more than me. Um, and yeah, one of the girls hooked up with one of the Irish lads on Fantastic. the trip, which was very exciting. Um, and then I got back from Ireland and then I went to Zanzibar. I love that. Which was absolutely beautiful. I've never been anywhere like that before in my no. entire life. The water was so blue. <gasps> Uh, the weather was gorgeous well actually the weather was a bit rubbish for the first few days but it's still really hot so it doesn't matter because it's a tropical climate so Mm. it rains for like an hour and then it's over and then it's over and it's beautiful and sunny well you've still come back with a lovely golden glow thank you I'm in my opaque black tights if he's got her legs out and they look so tanned and lovely I'm like staring at them in a non-creepy way <laughs> it, it will not last very long <laughs> it will go away very soon i did also get very burnt i went for a run um obviously in because uh, i'm i can't relax on holiday i i always move a lot <laughs> i'm not she very good at sitting run. still um so i went for a run one morning and came back with like a cr- my sports bra has a crisscross back and i had a bright <laughs> bright white crisscross mark on my back because everything else was bright red i was sent pictorial evidence of this it Mm. was quite something yeah it's a really really good look and i had to wear a backless dress a few nights later for a wedding and uh again yeah really quite quite a look 
Um, well, yeah, but you actually looked amazing because I saw pics of that as well. Yes, Rachel and I do send each other quite a lot of pictures. <laughs> Honestly, like, <laughs> I miss Livy so much. Aww. Even though we were talking every day. Yeah. Like, mostly <laughs> mostly all day, every day. Mm. And, like, <laughs> sending pictures, updates on boys, everything. And I was still like, honestly, I woke up this morning and I was like, yes, Livy's back at work. <laughs> I was like, I might be a bit too dependent. I know, you even came over and gave me a hug this morning in the middle of the newsroom. I felt I needed to. I, was I really enjoyed like, it. It needed to happen. What have I been missing out on while I've been away? Um, in well, your life, I mean. Well, yes. Here's the thing. There's a few things that have happened. Here's the thing. There are actually a few things. Can't wait to hear all of the things. <laughs> Go. You probably already know them. Actually, one you might not know. This is just quite funny. So the other day, I was downloading music to my phone. I tried to download Uptown Girl by Westlife because it's an absolute banger. Is I it really not? hope this story gets more interesting. <laughs> it doesn't really. Anyway, <laughs> I accidentally downloaded every Westlife song ever. So... I had all this Westlife and I started listening to it. And then I was like, this is actually amazing because I feel like I'm in a rom-com all the time. And I realized if you're trying to like muster the courage to tell someone you love them or you have feelings for them, Westlife is the one. Sorry, can you just tell me, uh, I'm having trouble thinking of a Westlife song in my head. I mean, so many. There's like Mandy. uh, What's the most famous one? Flying Without Wings. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Is that originally Westlife, though? I don't, Uptown Girl's obviously a banger. Uptown Girl, I do know that It's song. not originally them. No, it's I like not. their version. Anyway, they're, they're, the songs all kind of merge into one to me anyway. Because okay. they're all like emotional ballads. But it's just like, it almost makes me want to find someone and tell them I love them just from all the key changes. It's very good. So I recommend that. Um, in other news, I, everyone knows, I've had a very long dating drought and like mixed mixed uh, luck with the apps of late and um I was sort of giving up hope with the apps and sort of thinking like what's the point you never click with anyone however I fully clicked with a guy from Hinge <gasps> we have moved to WhatsApp he just asked me out and it's did he you didn't y- tell me that it literally happened at lunchtime today <gasps> It's very exciting. How did he How did he word it? Was he like, do you want to hang out? Or did he say, do you want to get a drink? Or oh. did he say, do you want to go on a date? They never say, do you want to uh, go no, on a date? No, he didn't use the word date. The word date no one is ever like does. off limits. It's like a swear word. I know, it sounds way too... Isn't it weird? No one wants to say, do you want to go on a date or no. something? Everyone tries to be much more casual, don't they? It's like, should we hang out sometime or have some fun yeah. this weekend? Or... It's all about ambiguity, babe. I know. Why do we do that? Because we want to be cool, which we've done a whole episode on. Please go uh, back into yes. our back catalogue on yes. playing it cool. Um, so sorry, he asked you out. How yeah, did you do I it? can't fully remember to be honest. It's okay. one of those casual things. Right, got However, it. I'm just actually, I have hopes. I have high hopes because I'd sort of got to the point where I was like, can you ever really like anyone that much when you just match on a dating app and you haven't even met them? And, you know, the conversation's always such hard work. What's the point? But it's not with him. It's really flowing. It was sending really long messages. Every message he sends, every message he sends, it like makes me smile on the inside and the outside. And I'm just like, wow. That's like, really I really exciting. hope you're as good in real life as the messaging is. So I'm hopeful on that. I can't give you an update because, well, <laughs> I'm leaving. <gasps> oh. <sighs> Maybe Livy can give an update on my Okay, behalf. yeah, Rachel will have to fill me in. I'll, yeah. I'll let you guys know. I'll report back yeah. on the first date. I'll see if I can go out with him this weekend. Yeah, please do. It's really, I mean, your career depends on it. It's important stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so there's that. And then one other thing I wanted to bring up because, okay, so I'm leaving work, obviously. And it reminded me of, okay, Livy, when you 
graduated from uni, mm. obviously we went to the same uni, but in different years. Did you ever experience what is known as the gold rush? Oh my God, no, I didn't, but I know what you mean. Right, so the gold rush is this concept that, I, I don't know if it's only applied to uni, but that's where I first encountered it. It's when you've done your final exams, and then you've got a few weeks of, I don't know, parties and fun and stuff. And the idea is that, Everyone's about to leave uni and go their separate ways. So if there's someone you've had a crush on for ages or you fancied, it's the gold rush. So you just got to go for it and tell them or make a move or do something. And I almost feel a bit like that with leaving work. I'm like, hmm, should I should I pursue anyone here? <gasps> oh, know. exciting. I don't know. And have you got your eye on some bachelors? Maybe work? I have, maybe I haven't. <laughs> oh, Rachel has a leaving drinks tomorrow night when this episode comes out mm. on Friday. Escapades could have happened. Mm. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> they ha- probably I, won't. I didn't experience Gold Rush at uni, but I did definitely. Uh, I always fancied this guy who was on my course, mm. and um, we did English. We finished quite early, uh, so we did this like way yeah, ahead of Did English else. even have any exams? No, we just handed in our final essay, and that was it. Oh, English was a great course. Um, really? So we all did this big night out together, and I remember really trying on with this guy, and the next and I. I don't think he was interested at all. But the next day he added me on Facebook. Mm. And you know, like when you get those little signs that you just cling on to for dear life. He fancies me. He added me on Facebook. Mm. And nothing happened. Oh God, (laughs) you know, I do all this stuff. I'm like, he looked at me. There's definitely a vibe there. He definitely fancies me. And I'm like, honey, he doesn't. He's just not that into you. Or maybe he's just friendly and polite. And, I know. You know that's, that's why that's I've realised <laughs> I go wrong with that now. Mm. And I've, I've learnt this this year. That sometimes they're not into you. They're just friendly and polite. Speaking of learning things this year. You know, that would have been a really good segue into what the main topic of discussion is today. But we kind of should do bio of the week. Oh, damn it. I thought I <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, okay. Bio of the week. Go on. Okay. Although this is actually um, a bio I didn't like. So, and I actually posted this on the Millennial Love Instagram story because uh, some guy on Hinge under like pet peeves, he'd written best not to be a tube makeup goer, which A, Wait, is what? grammatically incorrect. What he's trying to say is he doesn't like it when girls put their makeup on on the tube. This has been a real talking point lately. Yeah, it has. I Okay, so Rachel knows this about me. I leave the house, you know, very, very quickly. You get up like morning. 10 minutes before you have to leave. Yeah. And then, I mean, I've kind of stopped wearing makeup to work now because I actually can't bother. But what are you so pretty anyway? I'm just really naturally beautiful and don't need makeup. I'm just one you of those girls are. that it's just like a natural beauty. Anyway, that's besides the I'm point. I'm sitting here in like a full on smoky eye. <laughs> <laughs> you and your full on smoky eye. Is that is that is that for your gold rush? Bring my <laughs> game work week, gold guys. Rush. <laughs> you can't see Rachel's sassy face, but she just did a sassy face. <laughs> um so yeah, I used to always put my tube, put my tube on on the makeup, put my makeup on on the tube. But even even now, when I'm getting ready to go somewhere, not necessarily work, and I do decide to you know cover up my naturally beautiful face with some you know makeup, artificial products, artificial products. I um I always do it on the tube because yeah. it just saves time. Most people, most women, have at some point put makeup on on the tube. Mm. I don't do it every day, but if I'm running super late, I will. Even though I have to get up like 45 minutes before I leave the house. I think not to toot my own horn, but I think it's something to be applauded if you can go on a jolty tube and manage to put mascara on without, you know, sticking a wand in your eye. I actually do it in the breaks when it's when the tube is in the station. Oh, do you? I find that quite stressful because you don't have that long. It's like 30 seconds. Quick, slick, slick, slick. Blush, blush, blush. I know. Mascara, mascara, mascara. Yeah, I do it though. But anyway. Well done. Um, So I just think this guy, I think it's quite misogynistic to be honest. Well, I don't really understand what... Like, 
actually, logically... What on earth is the problem? I don't yeah. get it. I fully don't get it. What uh, on earth could... You're, you're staying very much inside the space of your, like, tubes eat. Mm. It makes no sense. Eating, I remember this was a big thing. Eating on the tubes. Women, well, eating on the tubes is, is just a bit gross. But, also but people just, eat on trains. Everyone's always eating on trains. That's true. But, but not tubes. Well, tubes are very dirty and there are rats down there. So there's a hygiene thing with that. But also... Yeah, but not like... It's if not like someone, the food touches the ground. No, I know, but, you know, the air... It's anyway. just weird, <laughs> I know. Um, but also, I find it quite offensive if someone comes on the tube and eats McDonald's or, like, very stinky... Night tube, absolutely lols. ...or something. It's just, what oh, I hate that. I can understand why someone would have a problem with that. That's the same on a train, though. Yeah, I also hate it on trains. When people yeah, eat McDonald's next to me. It's gross. Don't have a smelly food. No. Like, have a train snack for sure. Yeah. But a non-smelly one. A ver- yeah, have a sociable... It's like when someone cooks fish in the work microwave... Oh, God, that's not gross. Okay. Who would do that? What's people it? do. Strange people. <laughs> they're not on my list. No, <laughs> they're not on your gold rush list. Um, this is a weird bio. You should you should really like get over yourself, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, sorry. No, I'm going to meet you and put my makeup on the tube. Anyway, that was fun. So, yeah, what we are going to discuss today is what we've learned from a year of millennial love. Well, actually, over a year because we started in September. So... What we've learned from millennial love in oh. its current incarnation. Um, well, I think what we should do really is highlight a few of our favourite episodes. Oh, sure, yeah. Things that we've enjoyed discussing. So we've covered, we've covered an array of topics. We've done very general things like unrequited love, how being to get single. over a broken heart, being single. Um, Honestly, we've talked about so. We've much. talked about a lot, but I think my favourite episodes have been the ones that have been quite niche. Mm. So I think probably my favourite one, because it's some, it was about something that I really knew nothing about and hadn't previously considered, was the one we did with the Naked Professor on sexual yes, dysfunction. Yes, Ben. So yeah, for those who don't follow Ben, uh, you really should. He is a brilliant, brilliant writer, blogger, influencer. mental health campaigner, influencer. And he's also just about to launch his own podcast with, um, oh crap, what's his name? Matt. Matt Johnson, there we go. Oh, sorry, I had a mind blank. About all mental health and they're interviewing celebrities all about their mental health journeys and experiences. So I think that would be brilliant. But sorry, do go on. Really good. Um, What we talked about with him was because he suffers from a condition known as delayed orgasm. Is that what it's called? Delayed ejaculation. Delayed ejaculation. Um, Which basically means, you know, despite what the name suggests, it means that he essentially just doesn't orgasm Mm. like 90% of the time. Um, And... He's, you know, he's been to see psychiatrists about it. He's been to see all sorts of physicians. Wow, that's a hard word to say. Mm. Physicians about it. And no one's really identified a particular cause. Most of the time with these uh, sexual dysfunction problems, they are they are psychiatric, is the general consensus. Um, but, you know, there's there's been no clear indicator as to why this happens. And I just thought it was very interesting because... Fantastic, I oh, thought. Yeah, well, because obviously the, the main assumption when it comes to sex, when you're looking at heterosexual sex, is that, you know, the man is always up for it, quite literally. Like, yes. the man... We're sold a narrative that sex is very easy for men. They get an erection in seconds, they always have an orgasm, and it's the woman that finds it more, more difficult. Um... And obviously that's, you know, a whole other conversation. It's very important. We've spoken about um, 
you know, female orgasms on this podcast before, but I think it's just very interesting that, you know, you never think about the reverse mm. and that actually men can have a quite hard time with it as well. And it can have more of a damaging effect mm. because of all of this pressure. What's been so lovely is that we have both learned so much through the guests we've had on. And and that's so lovely to then learn ourselves, but also be able to spread that message. For example, I absolutely loved our episode with Joe Whitehead about bisexual erasure because it was something I knew nothing about because I didn't have any experience of it. And I don't think it's something that people talk about enough. No, not at all. And again, with um, bisexuality, it's something that is widely misunderstood um, and can be stereotyped in a way that's very harmful with a lot of people saying things like, you know, bisexual people are just greedy. It's a mm. myth. It's not real. You either like one or the other. Or you're just like on the way to coming out as gay. Yeah, exactly. And it's and that's what leads to bisexual invisibility. Um, and it's it's a real problem. And it, it's, it's you know, in very unfair treatment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And another one on that lines was having the Slay in Your Lane girls on a few weeks ago when we did racism and dating. I mean... They're amazing. I absolutely, but it's just again, like had I not read the book or read any interviews with them, I wouldn't know about the issues they face as black women. Yeah, what I found really interesting about that was um, the the fetishizing comments yeah. that they receive on dating apps. Um, and you know, I did I did a big feature on yeah. the racism on dating apps and spoke to a lot of people, and they said that a lot of the time. Um, you know, if you're if you're anything other than white, you are perceived as other and are therefore almost sought after by way of some sort of like, you know, niche sexual fantasy, um, which which is wrong on so many levels. Mm. But it's um it's very it's it's very upsetting that, you know, in twenty eighteen this is still happening. Yeah. Um and there was a study, you know, I think from a few years ago by OK Cupid which said that um, you know, by and large, the most popular ethnic group on dating apps are white people, which which is an incredibly bleak stat. Yeah, I remember when I went to this like singleton's party at some townhouse, and I think I forgot to tell this story on the episode, but I met this guy there, and he we were talking about dating apps, and I can't remember which app he was talking about, but he said something like, Oh, well, it's all full of the Chinese, isn't it? And I was like, oh? Really? What? What? I was like, I really didn't, I didn't know what he was talking about. And he said it in such a derogatory way. And I, I also got the impression, and um, this is me judging him, but how could you know everyone on there was Chinese, even if they were Oriental looking or, you know, it's, it was, it was just like, there is racism everywhere. Who was actually. this guy? White dude. A white dude. Yeah, yeah. Shocking. Yeah, I know. I'm shook. <laughs> yeah, really. I am shook <laughs> at the views of this middle class white man. Yeah. Oh God. I think I remember speaking to him. Actually, he he was. Oh very, yeah. Yeah, he was very. Um, yeah, because you left the party, but I left you... the party because the party was full of people like him. Mm, <laughs> point. I stayed <laughs> to <laughs> argue with people like him. Um, another episode, actually, speaking of um, well-spoken people, was the episode that we did with Sapphire Money Coots uh, yeah. about class and dating, because that was something I found really fascinating. Um, you know, we we spoke about Sapphire's book. Uh, which tells the story of a journalist who falls for 
a aristocratic it's called the plus one isn't it yeah 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 it's called the plus one um and this this woman from you know fairly normal conventional family falls for this aristocratic gentleman i suppose you could call him um and it's it's a classic storyline a classic storyline but yeah just quite fascinating looking at the way that their backgrounds affect their relationship Mm. and it's not something that i have much personal experience of and you'd like to think that you know, class differences, you know, in inverted commas, mm. don't really come into play in relationships. But I, I think, think, they I think do. it really does. We had a lot of messages from people um, after that episode came out um, saying that they were in similar situations where, you know, mm. they were dating someone who was in, you know, again, inverted commas, a higher social class than them. And they were nervous about meeting their family. They were nervous about how they were going to be received. They, uh, you know, it's, it's just all about it just... You know, maybe your actual relationship with that person doesn't matter, but that person's family, you'll always have those fears of judgment from yeah, them. That's always the thing, isn't it? It always feels like the parents or the family are the ones that are more likely to be judgy mm. about you and your social status than the person you're actually dating. Yeah, what's well, the classic uh, Romeo and Juliet narrative, isn't it? Well, they were just feuding families, weren't they? It wasn't a class thing, or was it? I don't know. You did English. I think. I think. I think the Capulets were. Posher. Posher. Oh, mm. I didn't even know that. I might have made that up. I think I think they are. Really? Yeah. Either way. <laughs> tell us, please. No, I mean, well, tell me. Oh, God, how sad. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell us. Don't <laughs> ever message us ever again. Since uni, hasn't it? It's we been all a few need years a since uni. Yeah. We all need a refresher. So when people go to me now, you're fluent in German, aren't you? Tell us what Angela Merkel said. And I'm like, um, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm definitely fluent. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature sleep number smart beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The other episode that I also wanted to mention that I love doing was the one we did with Charlie Cox. Yes! Um, about why we let Speaking people... Speaking of English... Yes, speaking of English, she is a very good poet. You should go and buy her anthology. It's called She Must Be Mad. And follow her on Insta. Yeah, she's brilliant. It's full of uh, little reflections on modern love and romance. And there's lots of good stuff on body positivity as well. Um, She's a brilliant, brilliant writer. And so we had her on the podcast to talk about why uh, we let people we like treat us like rubbish, basically. Mm. And why we tolerate uh, such poor behavior and why you know despite our friends telling us you're too good for them you could do so much better why a lot of the time at least at least with me my gut reaction is to make up excuses for people if I like them and think well no no no, they 
they're having a hard time at work. That's why they haven't replied to this message. Or they're really busy with this, which is why they just cancelled on me at the last minute. And, you know, these are very small things, but it can, you know, develop. And before you know it, you become a little bit delusional about this person just because you like them so much and you want to believe the best in them. Um, and so that was a really interesting chat that we had with Charlie. It was something that she also had experienced a lot of. I know I've certainly experienced a lot of I that. Think a lot of people have. Yeah, I think it's ubiquitous to to, to just to tolerate <laughs> tolerate rubbish behaviour from people you like, um, particularly now when you meet people on dating apps, mm. and you know we're encouraged to view everyone that we meet as disposable because as soon as you swipe right on one person, another person comes up. So it encourages this culture where we just think, oh, well, you know, I don't really like this person. I'm just going to stop talking to them. I'm going to ghost them. And, you know, the person on the other end of that conversation is thinking, oh, well, I really like this person. They're just not speaking to me right now because they're busy. I was like, no, babe. They're talking to someone else. I'm going to say it one last time. My main piece of advice when it comes to dating, because it really fits here, Find someone who treats you like a priority, not an option. I say this to everyone all the time, but I genuinely think it's one of the best pieces of advice I've ever heard. It really is. And I've really noticed, you know, all of the guys I've dated have treated me treated me as an option. Exactly. Whereas you deserve to be treated like a priority. Yeah. You don't want to be just fitting into mm. someone's schedule. Exactly. Like people cancelling you last mm. minute because something better comes along. No, no, no. No. If they treat you like that, it doesn't bode well. No, it it's really doesn't. Particularly in the early stages of a relationship. You've yeah. got to know your worth, people. Yeah, don't put up with it. You deserve no. better. We all deserve better. Yeah. Okay, one of my favourite episodes, one of my favourite guests was the inimitable Dolly Alderton. Um, yes. I think our Dolly episode is actually our most listened to episode to date. I think it is. Um, which is lovely, because we know that everyone's adored her book this year, Everything I Know About Love. Um, however... I always think this is rather fitting that the message of Dolly's book is it's sort of about all her relationships with men and her love life, but really it's about her friendship with her female friends. And I sort of feel like millennial love is that too, because we talk about boys and love lives and relationships all the time, but actually, isn't it about our friendship? <laughs> you guys should see Rachel's face right now. She looks <laughs> like a Cheshire cat. <laughs> She literally... <laughs> I'm going to cry. Yeah, no, you're right. It's very... And I completely agree with the brilliant thing about Dolly's book is the trajectory is very much taking us through all of these dalliances she's had with men and the way that she's been treated and the way that she's fallen for men mm. and, you know, had her heart broken. And throughout the whole book, the, the only, you know, stability that she has are her female friendships. And I think that's very true for a lot of, you know, men and women, despite all of the... Um, romances we have this you know you can always cling on to the stability of your of your good friends and it yeah. sounds like a really basic thing to say but it is so true and, and so important so, i was about to say so important because you know like we've been doing this for over a year i've dated i don't even know how many guys like so many guys <laughs> although <laughs> not recently because of the drought but you know i've still all my girlfriends i've obviously been there the whole time and that's so lovely. And, you know, every time I'm excited about a new guy, they're excited with me. Yeah. And they're always interested and they want updates and they'll support me and they'll have my best interests at heart. And 
God, isn't that just the best? And there's something incredibly reassuring about knowing that they will always be there. Yeah. I think um, it's very easy to get despondent if you haven't dated someone in a while and to get a bit anxious about dipping your toe back into the dating mm. world. Or just have a freak out about, I'm going to be alone forever. Yeah, but I think, you know, when you feel like that, remember that you actually, you have these friends by your side who will be there for you when when you start dating someone. If it goes tits up, they'll still be there. Do you know what one of my best friends, Jenny, said to me a while ago? I was dating this guy. She basically thought he was she had a she didn't she thought it wasn't good for me um and she but she said to me she said but if you want to carry on seeing him of course carry on seeing him i love you and if it all goes tits up i'll be there with cookies and vodka oh that's so sweet thank you it really though i really i've really noticed it this year how important the support of your friends are with these things like i went through one of the most horrific experiences uh with a guy in like january february time and Honestly, the thing that got me through it was my friends. I didn't mm. feel comfortable talking to my family about it. I needed I needed allies mm. and they were there in full force. Mm. And I honestly wouldn't have got through it without them. It it makes such a difference. Um, so really, you know, if, if, if you find yourself single and wanting to nurture a relationship, nurture your friendships. Yeah. And also your friends know you so well. So... They can be, I really listen to my friends' opinions, my relationships. Obviously, in that previous case, I decided to date him anyway. But (laughs) that same friend, Jenny, recently, we were at, it doesn't matter where we were at, we were at a thing of an evening, and there was a guy there that I totally fancied, and Jenny was like, oh my God, he's so flirting with you. But just be careful, because he seems like a bit of one of those charmer guys, I'm not sure, Mm. blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, he was super flirty with me. And then we got home and Instagram stalked him and he clearly has a girlfriend. And I was like, really? Jenny, you could tell. You could tell. Interesting. She knew. Yeah. So that was disappointing. Like, why are guys like that? I mean, not just guys, but like, why would he be so overtly flirty with me mm. if he has a girlfriend? But again, that goes, that circles back to what we said before about trying to distinguish between someone who's just being friendly and someone who is actually interested in you. He was definitely flirting. Really? He said, he was like, I'm going to slide into your DMs and all this. And I was like, it's quite flirty. I know. It's inappropriate, isn't it? To well, flirt it is with when someone like that when you have a girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not very fair to no. either of the ladies. No, it's not fair. Um, however, one of the other things that I have, I will really take away from doing millennial love is that we should all just talk about things more. You know, all the things we've discussed, like, Female masturbation, mental health, STIs, body positivity, orgasms, period sex. The responses we've had have been incredible. It's been so humbling to get all your messages saying, wow, this was so reassuring. I thought I was alone in thinking this or doing this. Or it's so nice to hear you guys talking so openly about this. And everything we've spoken about is stuff that's normal, happens to all of us, stuff we all do. But we don't talk about it enough. So that's why we all feel like we're alone and weird and there's something wrong with us. But there so isn't. Yeah, even even with your friends, sometimes it, it's so easy to to keep things to yourself because you're you're feeling embarrassed, um, you know, about maybe, I don't know, maybe you had sex with your boyfriend while you're on your period and you got, you got blood everywhere, mm. you know? That is so common. So common. <laughs> so common. And I know so many people that would be so ashamed to talk about that which is just 
it's it's very upsetting because obviously you know it 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 happens to everyone and it's it's weird that we're not talking about this yeah. stuff and obviously you know it's a more it's a bigger problem you know that specific issue probably feeds into the whole taboo around periods which it's very easy to dismiss and be like oh yes. well, well periods aren't stigma anymore and it's like no 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 they they really are a lot of people when we when we did that um period sex episode a lot of people got in touch with us and said i'm so pleased you spoke yeah. about this this is something that has happened to me i've never really asked about this um and we had the lovely alex fox for that episode with us um yeah. who was brilliant um, and yeah, I agree with you. There are just things that we need to speak about more. STIs as well, particularly. That's something that people still have such damaging views on. I remember recently a friend of mine uh, was talking about this at the dinner table with a group of girls. And she said that she'd gotten chlamydia. And one girl at the table went, ooh. <gasps> yeah. Ew? Yeah. And ooh. it just, it really blew my mind. Because I was like, well, c- why did you say ooh? And sh- and she was like, well, because it, it's it's gross. It's an STI. Like, oh, oh dear. And I just thought, God, that is a real shame that we. She, she wouldn't say she won't say ooh when she's had it or when she's got it. No. When she sort of will, will probably realise, you know, quite how easy it is to get and quite how often there's nothing you can do about it. And they but just again, treat it. like you know, she, that's just adding fuel to the fire mm. of shaming someone for something that happens to everyone so easily and has nothing to do with how many sexual partners you've had. It's you know, it's one of those things where the stigma really is logically just nonsensical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if anything, it's a bit of an oops. Yeah. It's, a, it's an oops. It's an oops. So many of the sexual problems we encounter are a bit of an oops. Yeah. But it's okay. Yeah. It happens. You can sort it out. It's fine. Anyway, shall we do our dating dilemma? Our final dating dilemma. <sighs> yes. Okay. I'll start. Are you actually going to cry? No. I did cry literally just before this. Do you cry a lot? Um. <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> I cry a lot in films. Anyway, um, <laughs> here it goes. Oh, and this is from a girl based in Barcelona, we should say. Yes, she thank you way. very much for sending this in. A few weeks ago, I was with my dad pulling out money from the ATM and a really good looking guy walked past the bar- bank branch and greeted my dad. They exchanged a few friendly words. When the cute guy left, my little sister asked my dad who he was, and my dad replied, He's Jorge. He's quite new in the bank and comes from Madrid. Really nice, intelligent fella. Literally one hour later, I was swiping on Tinder, brackets, we don't have Hinge or Bumble here, and I saw him. I took a screenshot and sent it to my sister to confirm it was actually him before swiping right. We matched instantly, and he sent me a message straight away. We quickly moved the chat to WhatsApp and texted for three weeks, pretty much every day before we went on a date, which happened last night. Dinner, beer, walk home, make out at the front door. And we both said we wanted a second date because it went really well. The thing is, all this time I thought he knew who I was, but now I'm starting to think he didn't recognise me and has no clue I'm his boss's daughter. I thought he knew basically because, one, we matched on Tinder one hour after we saw each other. Two, I have Instagram linked to my Tinder and my username is my first name and surname, which isn't a common surname in Spain and obviously the same name my dad has. Three, I messaged him on WhatsApp and my name is also my full name. Neither of us has mentioned anything about it. Plus, my dad is the regional director of the bank, so basically he'd be dating his boss's daughter and might not be okay with it. How should I bring this up without looking crazy? Do you think he knows who I am but he's just not mentioning it? Thanks a bunch. I'd love to hear your insights. 
Okay, firstly, if the guy hasn't worked out who she is, he must be a bit of a moron. Mm. <laughs> Does that mean? No, but it is one of those really awkward things, isn't it? Because it's like you almost get to the point where you've been chatting for a while. You s- to bring it up now would feel a bit awkward because either he's going to be like, well, yeah, obviously, obviously I remember you. Or he's... Oh, God, it's really awkward, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, or he's going to say something along the lines of, oh... I well, hadn't realised. I hadn't realised. Uh, that's a bit weird. And then she'll be worried that he's going to think she's overly keen because that's always what runs through people's minds in these situations. Um, it's just, it's, it, it reminds me of being university when you would meet people. I don't know why this always happened at Bristol for some reason, but you would meet people all the time, particularly men, multiple times, mm. and they would pretend to never have met you before. Oh, I think they just don't remember, whereas I remember people a lot. I'm like, yeah, we yeah, met well, at a they party don't a month ago. Or they don't remember, but it gets to a point where like you've met so many, you've met so many times, it's impossible for them not to remember then your face or your name. Then why do they pretend not to remember Well, it, it's, it, I, I think there's something, quite strangely, there's something about being very cool, about... I mean, like, I'm too cool to remember I'm you. I'm too cool to remember you. I'm too busy. I don't remember you. I meet you. so many people. I'm kind of a big deal and you're mm. kind of a small deal. So mm. I don't remember who you are. Um, And this situation just reminds me of that because this girl is in, now in a situation where it's difficult for her to say anything because either it's been obvious the whole time for him or it hasn't. And now it's like taking a risk as to which one of those things it could be. I mean, it really doesn't matter. It's truly such a pickle. I think you need to be quite subtle about it and ask it. You need to, you basically, you need to get it out of him whether he knows. There are ways that you can do this without explicitly asking How have him. they not talked about work? Well, that's what I was going to say. How could they go on one whole day and not talk about work at all? So I would talk about work and be like, oh, so well thing is if she asks it's so tricky because if, if she asks him where do you work she's pretending that she doesn't know no i don't think she should do which that which is not what she should do i think she should start talking about her work and then that will encourage him to start talking about his work and hopefully she'll then be able to get a sense of whether he knows or not because if he starts saying well i work for this company called blah, 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 then she'll know she'll that know he that he has know. no idea i presume like Surely, he must have at least brought up like that he works in a bank or something. But why would he say that if he already knew that she knew? It almost sounds like he hasn't put two and two together. Mm. Do you, I would. I'm almost gonna guess that, but I, I, I don't understand. Well, I know what you mean because if if he knew that this was his boss's daughter, you would think that he would have made a joke about it by now. It's it's very, very, very odd. In the long run, I mean, it doesn't really... Does it really matter? Well, I mean... Pff, if you're it, bit- it's, it's messy, that. It could be messy. It doesn't necessarily matter. It mm. could all be fine. But you'd obviously need to talk to your dad as well, which, again, awkward. Yeah, that's like, an awkward Most dads are not so good at these chats. Okay, basically what you need to do is subtly find out if he knows or not by talking about work. No, I think, don't try and do the subtle thing. I would advise just be fully open about it and you can just be like, look, this is a bit awkward, but I kind of wanted to bring up, like, have you, you do know that 
you know, my dad's your boss, right? Or like, I'm so-and-so's daughter. Mm. I genuinely think she should just do that. But don't say it out of the blue. Work it into the conversation. Like, start yeah, talking about like, work. What did you have for lunch today, by the way? Yeah, yeah, because then it makes it a bigger deal and it makes it think that it's something... Like, it, ma- it will make him think that it's something you're worried about when, you know, you, well, you don't really... <laughs> she you know, is. Yeah, but you don't need to be that worried about it. Well, I'd be worried. <laughs> All right, says Mrs. Goldrush, getting, <laughs> getting her work list of people together. Hey, it's not like that, please. True. True. Um, anyway, let let me know how it uh, works out for I th- you. I, I just will also like to say that I think the best thing in all these situations is honesty. Honesty with your dad, honesty with him. and Yeah. I it's, guess, I mean, honesty is always better. I suppose. Uh, well, they say it's the best policy. Is that what they say? Really? I'd never <laughs> heard that before. <laughs> Thanks, right? Apparently. I mean, I, I may have just come up with that myself. I don't know. Heard it um, here first. But good luck. Good, good luck, luck with the situation. And keep us posted. It sounds like a messy one, but I would say, you know, there's no reason to not pursue it just because he's your dad's colleague, employee, whatever. Um, because it's very hard to find someone that you have a spark with. And if you have a spark with this guy, don't end it for like a not good reason. Yeah, exactly. It's not, yeah. Thank you so much to everyone who's listened to today's episode. As we said, it is our series finale, so we're going to be taking a break. But please, 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 you know, go into the back catalogue if you want. We've got hours and hours of content to listen to if you miss us too much. Um, Please keep rating, reviewing, subscribing. We absolutely love seeing those little stars pop up and those reviews. Carry on sending us your messages because we absolutely love receiving them. Yes, and we will actually reply to them because uh, we're going to have some time to do that. So keep sending <laughs> in your stories. Uh, you can email them to us at millennial.love at independent.co.uk or you can slide into our DMs on Instagram at millennial underscore love. And every story you send will be kept anonymous. As it's the end of the series, I thought it would be a nice opportunity to just say genuinely thank you so much to everyone who supported the podcast. It's been so lovely to, you know, see it grow and get all your lovely feedback. And also thank you to all the guests we've had on. Hasn't it been lovely to meet so many of our idols so many fascinating brilliant people and pick their brains about their love lives yeah it's been it's been a real privilege so thank you to everyone who has been kind enough to come on and again yes thank you to lovely listeners and i look forward to seeing you all or speaking to you all (laughs) shortly in series two yes if you'd like to follow our individual social media accounts my twitter and instagram are rachel underscore hosey and I am Olivia Petter eight on Instagram and Olivia Petter one on Twitter. I think she gets. She's not sure of that every time. Yeah, I don't know why I'm not sure of this. I'm not very good. I wouldn't be a very good influencer. I'd have different usernames on every platform. Have you thought it's like the about cardinal sin of making influencing. them both the same number? Uh, that is a too easy solution for my complex brain. Sure. <laughs> Thank you and good night. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Have a good weekend. Yeah. Bye bye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.